a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're going to be going over the different uh, coloring systems of the clone army uh, during the Clone Wars, uh, just basically what the different colors mean, what they represent, and how they change from movie to movie. So, without further ado, let's dive into ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? So, in the initial wave of clones, the colors on their armor were more to signify rank than anything else, as you can see in movies like Attack of the Clones. Um, And this coloring system was pretty simple. It was yellow marks signified a commander, red marks signified a captain, blue marks signified a lieutenant, and green marks uh, signified a sergeant, and then there were just regular grunt soldiers who wore white armor. Now, moving forward, from uh, even into when they still had Phase 1 armor, they started uh, making unique color markings, color patterns, based on their uh, divisions within the Grand Army of the Republic. So, you can see this very prominently featured in the Clone Wars, and then you see it a little bit in uh, Revenge of the Sith as well, just with different clone divisions having different colored uh, demarcations on their armor to signify their different affiliations and kind of create a sense of both camaraderie and individualism between the clones uh, to make it feel like they're not just another number. And then in the Clone Wars, you even see they're the standard demarcations of the different garrisons and uh, battalions, but then there's also certain clones that uh, personalize their armor even further, and I'll go into them a little bit more in this episode. But... Post initial wave, which is like latter days of phase one into phase two armor. And if you're not familiar with that terminology, phase one armor is the armor that is featured in Attack of the Clones. It has the T visor, looks a little bit more like Mandalorian armor. And then phase two armor is featured in Revenge of the Sith. It uh, looks a little bit more like Stormtrooper armor. And the main difference was phase one armor provided a little more protection, a little... uh, more significant uh it was a little thicker it was heavier and it was very difficult to maneuver around in whereas phase two armor was a lot lighter a lot more maneuverable but uh provided a little less protection from blaster fire so that's the main distinction there and the transition happened somewhere uh, in the middle of the clone wars and now i'm just going to go into a few of the major uh divisions within the clone army and what they're markings are, what they're called, who their major members are, stuff like that. So first off, we have probably the most recognizable and most well-known battalion of clones. Uh, They're the Boys in Blue, the 501st Attack Battalion. Like I said, they have blue demarcations. They were led by Captain Rex and General Anakin Skywalker, along with Commander Ahsoka Tano for a time. Um, Members include Jesse, Hardcase, Dogma, Fives, Kicks, Tup and Apo, um, they were uh, a part of battles such as the Siege of Umbara, along with um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's uh, pursuit of Grievous on Seleucami, a lot of major battles within the Republic. They were also uh, 
led by Anakin Skywalker to sack the Jedi Temple on Coruscant during Order 66. A division within the 501st is the 332nd Company, which had Ahsoka-themed paint on their helmets to celebrate Ahsoka returning to uh, visit them during the latter days of the Clone Wars. Like I said, they were an offshoot of the 501st. They were led by Commander Rex and Ahsoka Tano during uh, concurrently in time with the events of Revenge of the Sith, and members of this company included Captain Vaughn, as well as clones like Sterling and and people that we meet in Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Next up, we have the 212th Attack Battalion, who had orange demarcations. They were led by Marshal Commander Cody and Obi-Wan Kenobi. One of the divisions within this uh, battalion was Ghost Company, uh, who we see in the attack on Ryloth. Uh, We also see the 212th uh, fighting alongside Obi-Wan on Cato Nemoidia, as well as during the... uh, the invasion of Kiros to try to locate the Tugruta colonists who were abducted by Zygerians. All that good stuff, led by Commander Cody. And then obviously, we see them in Revenge of the Sith on Utapau whenever uh, Obi-Wan has an altercation with General Grievous where he ends up killing him. And members other than Cody include Waxer and Boyle, who uh, are kind of the iconic duo who we get to spend time with during the Ryloth arc in Season 1 of The Clone Wars. The uh, 327th Star Corps had yellow demarcations, primarily, uh, well, the ones that we see on screen were mainly ARC troopers, and um, for those of you who don't know, ARC troopers were like specialized commandos, they, they stand for Advanced Recon Commandos, who were uh, distinguished among the regular ranks of the Republic for outstanding individuality, creativity in battle, and uh, free thinking and stuff like that. So ARC Troopers include ARC Trooper 5s, Jesse, Echo, Colt, Blitz, Havoc, all those good those good things. And I, I think that they're really cool. Um, 10 for 10 would love to see some of them come into play in Bad Batch alongside the Commandos, but, um, but yeah, I'm getting, off, I'm getting off track. So apologize for that. The 327th Star Corps were led by Marshal Commander Bly, as well as Ayla Secura. And we don't know too many members of them. Bly's really the only one that we get to know. Um, But yes, they are the ones with yellow markings on their armor. And we see them uh, execute Order 66 on Felucia during Revenge of the Sith, where they shoot down Ayla Secura. Next up, we have the 41st Elite Corps, who had green demarcations. They were led by Commander Gree and Luminara Unduli, and one of the divisions within this core was Green Company, who we get to see in action, um, defending a Venator-class uh, Star Destroyer from Super Battle Droids in the episode where New Gunray has been captured and Luminara and Ahsoka Tano are trying to defend or uh, prevent him from being re uncaptured question mark by uh, Ventress and uh, so yeah we get to see them there we also get to see them during the second battle of Geonosis Um, uh, some of the members include Buzz and Draw Uh, we see them in the movies on Kashyyyk uh, fighting alongside the Wookiees 
and uh, we see Commander Gree attempt to execute Order 66 against uh, Yoda, and he loses his head for it. Um, but yeah, we see them with some cool camo-style armor on Kashyyyk, which is pretty cool. Um, moving on to the Coruscant Guard, they had red demarcations. They were in charge of security on the planet of Coruscant. Uh, they were a little more militaristic, didn't really adhere to Jedi rule, mainly followed the orders of military officers like uh, Tarkin or Yularen. As you can see in the episode, uh, The Wrong Jedi, or the arc, The Wrong Jedi arc, um, they were led by Commander Fox. Uh, in their ranks were the likes of the shock troopers and riot troopers. Members included Thyre, Rise, and Jack. Uh, who we get to know a little bit in the first episode of Clone Wars Ambush whenever they are escorting um, Yoda to the negotiations with King Kentuko. Um So, yeah, Coruscant Guard. Next up, we have the 91st Reconnaissance Corps, who had kind of dust-brown demarcation, very minimalist. Uh, they look really, really cool. Uh, they were led by Commander Neo and... Adigalia, as well as Mace Windu. They, uh, they, within their ranks, included um, Lightning Squadron, which was composed of ARF troopers that would ride on these uh, specialized walkers into battle. They also had a lot of Bark troopers that we get to see in Revenge of the Sith uh, shoot down Stasali during Order 66. Members included Commander Pons, who was executed by Aura Singh after getting captured by her and Boba Fett as well, and along with their other uh, members of their bounty hunter group at the time. And we also get to see them in action on, uh, well, obviously the Battle of Ryloth, where we get to see um, the Lightning Squadron in action alongside Mace Windu, as well as the Battle of Anaxis um, during the latter days of the Clone Wars, uh, whenever Arc Trooper Echo is recovered from the Techno Union. And then... Uh, we also get to see them fighting alongside Adigalia kind of as a side story during uh, an arc featuring R2-D2 and C-3PO. It's kind of a background thing where Grievous is attacking a ship and Adigalia and the 41st Reconnaissance Corps are trying to defend it, but they ultimately get captured. Then we go to the 104th Attack Battalion, um, who had gray demarcations. Earlier in the war, they had more of a maroon look. Uh, but they changed to gray later on because one of the divisions within the 104th was the Wolf Pack, who were led by Plo Koon and Commander Wolf. And members of that uh, battalion included Comet Sinker and Boost. And some interesting things about this, Wolves are actually Dave Filoni's favorite character. And if you don't know who Dave Filoni is, he is the, he was the main showrunner for the Clone Wars, and he's been heavily involved in a lot of other uh, Star Wars TV shows moving forward. He's the executive creative director at Lucasfilm, kind of George Lucas's main protege, an absolutely brilliant man. Uh, he's really really awesome, and yeah, Wolves are his favorite character. Plo Koon was his favorite Jedi, so he gave uh, Plo the clones with the wolf markings so kind of cool in that way lastly before i get to some honorable mentions uh we have clone force 99 also known as the bad batch who had specialized black armor with uh kind of sporadic customizations here and there they didn't look like normal clone armor um 
because they weren't normal clones. They were clones with enhancements that were essentially genetically modified to be good at specific things. And members include Hunter, Crosshair, Wrecker, Tech, Omega, and Echo. And if you want to learn more about the Bad Batch, there's a whole show about them um, called The Bad Batch. And then they're also featured in the first arc of the seventh season of The Clone Wars. Um, And we're getting season two of The Bad Batch soon. So if you haven't watched that already, I would highly recommend it. It's a great show. And if you want to hear my thoughts on it, you can go back and listen to my Bad Batch reviews and breakdowns. Those were early in this podcast, and they are also all in a collection on uh, in a playlist on my YouTube channel, Twins on Talks Podcast. So some honorable mentions um, include the Outer Rim Garrison, who had brown markings. They were led by Captain Keely and Amagan Die, featured in the Clone Wars during uh, one of the battles on Ryloth. They are seen biding time. Uh, for Champs and Dula and his Freedom Fighters to get away from the Separatists. Horn Company featured very briefly in the Clone Wars. They had light green markings and served under Captain Locke and Eeth Koth. We see them as General Grievous is boarding a ship at the beginning of an episode called Grievous Intrigue in the Clone Wars. And then there's Kaminoan Security, who had gray markings and they were led by Shock T. We don't know too much about them, but they're featured in the arc uh, where Fives and Tup... Uh, are, are essentially sent to Kamino to figure out what's wrong with Tup and what made him kill a Jedi unprompted, and where we kind of learn a little bit more about the inhibitor chips that cause Order 66. So that's about all that I have. I went through that very quickly, and I obviously didn't get to all of the divisions within the clone army. So if y'all want to learn more about any of these that I went through kind of quickly, more specifically, I'd be happy to go over that. Or if you want to learn about any that I didn't go over at all, then let me know and I can make that happen. Um, so yeah, just DM me on Instagram at Twin Sun Talks, comment on YouTube, Twin Sun Talks Podcast. Email us at twinsuntalks at gmail.com. Whatever floats your boat, just let me know and I will make it happen. So that's about all that I have, but it wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more. So one division that I didn't talk about was Doom's unit, who was led by Commander Doom and served under uh, Jedi Generals Tipley and Tiplar. We get to see them in action during the Battle of Ringo Vinda in the first arc of Season 6 of the Clone Wars. Uh, and Commander Doom is really interesting because he has very distinct silver and green armor de- demarcations that were actually modeled after dr doom from the marvel comics which is super super cool if you don't know dr doom he's a fantastic four villain but also just kind of a villain in general he's really really cool i don't know too much about him but i know that he tends to be the villain uh in the fantastic four movies that have come out so far Uh, another cool little marvel reference within uh the the star wars mythos is commander thorn who is part of the coruscant guard and he has wings on the sides of his helmet and a, a gun called the Hammer. And uh, what's cool about him is that he's actually a reference to Thor, who has a winged helmet and obviously wields a mythical hammer. Uh, one other... I'm doing these off the top of my head. I was just going to be doing Commander Doom, but I'm just remembering more and more of these. So Commander Apo or Sergeant Apo in the Clone Wars... Uh, is one of the members of the 501st Attack Battalion and actually has a little arrow signet on his helmet, which is a reference to Appa, 
from Avatar The Last Airbender, which uh, Dave Filoni actually worked on as well. That's what he worked on before he got on board with Clone Wars. So just a little nod to his time there, and I thought that y'all would appreciate that. So that's all that I have for today's episode. Uh, Make sure, if you haven't already, go back to last week and check out uh, my roadmap through Rebels that I did with uh, Caleb Oliphant. It's one of my favorite episodes that I've done. Uh, Caleb really knows what he's talking about, and he had some really, really helpful insights. So if you're looking to get into Rebels, go ahead and listen to that. Figure out the best way to do it. Uh, He kind of highlights what he thinks are the most important episodes, the least important episodes, what you do and don't need to watch. It's super, super helpful, and I would highly recommend going back and listening if you have any interest in that. Um, Other than that, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the Force be with you, and I will see you all in the next episode. Bye, friends.